So you want to start by introducing yourself, telling us your name and who you are? Um, yeah, sure. Um, my name is uh, Michel, Michel van Kollenburg. Uh, I'm from Nijmegen, uh, that's in the Netherlands. Um, and I'm uh, uh, here in Berlin working on new music uh, because uh, I make um, music that I still find. I've, I'm, I've been doing it for years, but I still find very difficult to um, to label uh, but it's kind of electronic experimental music and um, um, yeah so I have uh, I'll talk about myself um, I, I'm married I have uh, three kids uh, one of which is still living at home um, the other two are already on their own and uh, and fully grown up and um, having their own lives um, and yeah well that's that's about it I think so Berlin is kind of like your escape city sometimes. Yeah, I mostly call it my home away from home. Yeah. Um and um I notice more and more that when I come here, uh it was also I'm here for a week. So I came here Saturday and it was really shitty weather. It was raining and yeah. uh um um I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. You were able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> cool. Um and I was I was walking in the rain to my apartment from the from the Hauptbahnhof, um, and it was like I didn't even care. It was raining. It, it was feeling so happy to be back, and uh, I feel really at home here. Yeah. So, what made you fall in love with Berlin, and what makes you always come back to it? Um, what actually made me fall in love? I find it very difficult to to define in, in maybe one thing. Um, I remember the first time I came here years ago, um, uh, and and that's the first time you come to a city. You go to all the the uh, well-known tourist places of like the, um, the 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 Holocaust Memorial, yeah. the Brandenburger Tor, and all those things. Um, and it was winter; it was very cold, um, but I still had like a um, an urge to to maybe come back a different time of year. So I went back in the summer and I saw a whole different city um, with much more outdoor living. And uh, um, and it's it's what I think, it's, it's difficult to say this without sounding cliche, but um, it's the feeling of, of like equality or, or uh, uh, people being non-judgmental. Yeah. Um, and, and feeling free to be myself. I love that you explain that. That's exactly what I always say when people ask why I moved here. Yeah. The first thing I always say, like, why did you move to Berlin? I always say, it's Berlin. Yeah. And that sums up it for, but whenever I dive deeper, it is, I have never felt so free and able to express myself in a way. I think one of the things about Berlin is people don't give a fuck about you, but that in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's people are all here doing their own thing, which makes all of my walls come down and allows me to feel free enough to do my own thing too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other cities where culture and status and all of these expectations are always on you. And I feel like a lot of that's just thrown out the window whenever you enter into Berlin. Oh, cool. But does it still feel that way? Because you're living here now for a, a year Almost or more? A year, yeah. Almost a year. Yeah, honestly, I think, if anything, it feels even better now because I'm so relaxed in the city. Like, I don't know, like some of my episodes, I've talked about just the traumatic experiences that I've had. Yeah. But 
now that I'm more acclimated to the city and I kind of know the expectations of it, I feel even more relaxed. I'm like, okay, I can like breathe, I can relax. And yeah, I feel even more kind of myself. I feel even more, I feel that I have now the space to kind of just explore myself in all those types of ways, Um, which is kind of interesting because when I come to a new place, Sometimes I feel like when I first get to a new place, that's like the most freeing you have because you don't know anybody, you know, so there's no expectations on you. But the more people you know, the more you kind of like fall into certain types of just vibes because, Mm -hmm. you know, you are consistently with these types of people. But I don't know. I still feel that I have this freedom to kind of explore different parts of myself, feel free to express myself. And I don't really feel that I'm being judged or that I have to contain any aspect of me here. I hear you say expectations of others pretty often. Yeah. Is that a thing for you? Yes. Um, I'm a people pleaser for one. But also, like, I just think American culture um, is always about what do other people think about me? Hmm. We might not say that, but that is definitely the vibe that you get. Um, And maybe I'm generalizing, but I went to university in California. And California is all about clout and, like, looking a certain way, especially in the entertainment world and stuff like that. So you're always, like, trying to present yourself in a way that is impressive to others. Yeah, what I see from American society looking outside in um, is it's very competitive. Yes. And much more competitive than, than European societies. 100%. And that plays a big part in how you view yourself um, and the decisions that you make because a lot of the decisions that you make aren't necessarily decisions that you make by yourself with only your like input in mind. You're always thinking of what what other people think about me, how this affect my how would this affect the way I'm perceived? You know, is this the right decision? And yeah, I just go back to, I feel like all that is just thrown out the window whenever I enter into Berlin. Oh, cool. Yes. Did you have like one particular event or one moment that really like locked in Berlin for you as like that place to be? Um, well, no, nothing comes to mind directly as, as like a, um, a one specific moment. It was just, I think, uh, gradually building uh, because I, uh, the second time I came here, um, it was a whole different experience. And, um, I think it was around that time also that I, um, started experiencing like the freedom of Berlin and, and, uh, the feeling of, of freedom within myself to be myself. And, um, I think that just every visit that, that keeps growing. Um, and now I'm just, I'm just, you know, living here. Um, but I think it's still different from actually living here and working here, because every time I come here, I'm 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 not at work. I'm, it's basically my vacation. Yeah. Um, even though I'm working on my music, so um, uh, there is an element of work, but it's it's different than than you have your job here, and and um, so I'm, I'm aware of that difference. Uh, but it, I think it's something that that gradually grew, um, uh, and also maybe in the same time as I, I'm like 51. Um, so I, I should have discovered myself like years ago, uh, but I'm still discovering and I'm, I'm um, discovering within myself, you know, who I am, my identity and um, well, the fact that I'm wearing a skirt today um, uh, <laughs> adds up to that. Um, and I, I, I feel free to do that here. Um, 
while I'm in, in the Netherlands, um, I think has an image of being very tolerant that stems from um, like back in the days, the, the drugs policies being very open uh, much, much earlier than other countries. But it's in, in the last five to 10 years, it, it has become very right-wing, intolerant, judgmental, um, pointing at each other, having opinions on each other. Um, is that it, it feels very differently if I walk in a skirt in, in even in my hometown Mm-hmm. Uh, than it does here. Interesting. Yeah. And you said that's been more recent or whatnot. Do you feel like um, Berlin has changed also in these years as well? Um, oh, that's hard for me to judge um, because I my, I feel I'm I'm here so fragmented mm-hmm. in periods over over maybe um, I think five or six years. Um, I think you should live here to to maybe be a better judge of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm I'm reading a book. Um, I brought it with me uh, by uh, Paul Hanford on the the musical culture in Berlin. Coming to Berlin. Oh, by Paul Hanford. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Actually. He's a. It's a very good book. He's a. He also has a podcast on uh, on electronic music. Um. And um, he's an, an English, he was an, 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 a DJ and he's now more of a journalist and writer. Um, and why was I coming here? I lo- I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, um, you're talking about like the difference because you come here very fragmentedly. Oh uh, yeah, I was I was reading about it, and and he talks a lot about uh, the gentrification of of Berlin, yeah. and that's something I don't notice very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember um, years ago, well, uh, maybe five six years ago, I played in a in a, a small art gallery in in Nijmegen, my hometown, um, and there was uh, another act. It was a <laughs> pretty weird performance act. Of a, of a a woman from from Berlin, she did like an act with a um, a wedding gown that changed in in all different shapes and uh, yeah it was it was, was kind of mind blowing. Um, but she was accompanied by an, an English guy on on electric guitar, and we started talking before the show. And he he told me he lived he lived in Berlin, um, and he also told that like first he lived in Prenzlauer Berg. And it was all really arty and and music scene, and then uh, due to the gentrification, they were pushed out, and it's now much more families and kids. And uh, that's definitely how I view Prince Lauberg now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm staying at Prince Lauberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good place to stay. I mean, it's close to the center. I'm in Neukölln right now, and Neukölln yeah. seems to be the more like artsy area or whatnot. Yeah. But like, I mean, for me. Since I'm still very new here, I don't see those changes, but I hear it from everybody. To a point, honestly, where it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's changed so much. I'm like, okay, but I've never seen the change. So it doesn't ref- like 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 involve. Yeah, but now now also in, in the Netherlands, in Nijmegen, uh, they are um there are a lot of uh, a shortage of homes in uh, in the Netherlands, or mm-hmm. they are building homes like a like madman. Um 
So I, I, I already see an effect on, on the city. I, I live here now maybe uh, seven years mm -hmm. uh, and it's getting bigger and bigger and people coming from outside and it doesn't have that, it had like a really villagey uh, feeling yeah. to it, but it's it's losing that because it's, it's getting too big. And I, I can imagine that if you've lived in Berlin for, for a longer time, and you see all those newcomers and expats and, uh, and uh, you're going to, oh, what's happening to my town? Yeah. And we're probably a cause of that too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned, and we'll get into the photography in a second, but you mentioned you're a musician. Um, did you do music before you came to Berlin? And then how has your, how has Berlin affected your music? Um, well, I, I, I actually started with music when I was like really young, maybe maybe ten or twelve. Um, but that was because my father had like an old uh, tape deck, uh, like a cassette recorder with the, not the, the small cassettes, but with the big spools. Yeah, and I I cut up tape and and uh, um, I was totally unaware of things like musique concrète and and uh, and artists that were doing that. But I was just I don't playing know around. playing around. Um, and making, uh, recording songs from the radio and making uh, mixtapes and stuff. Um, but it's, it's, I grew up in a family where art and music was not a very big thing for the rest of my, not for my siblings and not for my parents. They were really straightforward. You have to make money, very serious. And so I kind of lost that. Um, but I, I rediscovered it um, maybe seven, eight years ago. And it does go kind of hand in hand with my discovery of Berlin is also the discovery of my uh, making music. Um, and um, those are very, I think, intertwined with each other. And it's I've, I've noticed it this week because it's the first time I've come to Berlin with the idea of, okay, I'm going to uh, spend time uh, making music and finishing the music I'm working on. So finishing the album. Um, and... I have a, a, a studio at home where I can sit any time of the day uh, working on music. And um, I'm not really used to what bands have more often, where they have to uh, hire a studio or hire studio time and, and have to say like, okay, we're we're in the studio for this week and then it has to happen. Yeah. I'm, I don't have that deadline. I, I can sit in my studio whenever I want. So I was I was curious to find out what what that would do to me if it would like be a, a blockade or if it would free me up and it's it's great it's uh, i wake up in the morning I, I i set my alarm clock i i um sit down in a little studio area i made start making music and then after a couple of hours i go outside i, I do grocery shopping i uh, sit at a, a small cafe drink uh, uh drink my coffee and yeah the classic lifestyle of a musician yeah <laughs> so when you come to berlin you intentionally come here to make music as well. Like, do you make music with anybody in particular? Do you just get your own like studio time here? Like, paint your like coming to Berlin and being a music uh, a musician for me. Um. Well, I, I work alone. Um. So. Um. And and this time I I already um had a, had a lot of tracks that were kind of unfinished that I made at home. Um, and I needed to uh, maybe have a focus on putting things together and really um, uh, uh, getting tracks done. I'm, I'm not a good finisher, 
Same. Um, Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of ideas and I started a lot of things and then um, uh, Join the party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, and it's 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 almost with making music. It's I find it much more easy with photography, but with making music, it's it's um, like I don't want to break something. For sure. Like I've I I have something a, a start of an of a track or a start of an idea, and then I'm worried that okay, but if I if I work more on it, um, will I be able to make it better, or am I just going to make it worse? Yeah, I understand. Um, so that's that's um, that's my own kind of thing to deal with, uh, um, uh, and I can because I I have finished music, and I'm and also now this week um, I'm very happy with with the way it's going. But it's it's definitely uh, uh, a mind fuck. Yeah. yeah. So when you come to Berlin to like, so you come to Berlin kind of to just to finish your music or just to kind of have like a different space to try to work on your music, maybe get a new perspective on things. Um, well, both actually, uh, because the new perspective and and the um, um, the feeling of being in Berlin um, helped me to get to new places with with the stuff that I've made. Already, but I also made new stuff here. Um, so in this case, it's mostly uh, that, that combination of, of finishing tracks, but also um, uh, of the unfinished things I had. Okay, what does it need? I had a very strong feeling that it, it needs to have Berlin. So uh, yeah. I've been also uh, uh, out making uh, field recordings, um, uh, in uh, mostly in, in Prenzlauer Berg, uh, just walking around, um, uh, taping uh, conversations or just taping uh, sounds of people walking or, or uh, yeah, you know, pulling twigs across a, a fence. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, and I'm, I'm adding that in. And I was really, I, uh, in advance, I was really thinking it needs that uh, layer of humanity uh, and specifically the, the layer of Berlin in it. Oh, I so it's a very Berlin-y uh, record. I'm so excited to listen to it. Um, do you have like a very creative spot in Berlin that you like to go to to maybe like think or? Um, well, I can get inspired by anything. Um, I was actually just waiting uh, for you in the hallway here, um, and and just a beautiful old building, and I saw the like the granite uh, steps. Yes, um, that. And and they were like really um, I don't know uh, eroded or yeah. carved out, and I'm, I can imagine like hundreds of years of footsteps across those steps, and it's yeah. Um, so I can be inspired by literally any, anything, um, uh, but but I do have places that I, I like to go to, and 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 each time I'm in Berlin, I will go to. I I, I went to the um, uh, CO Berlin, mm-hmm. uh, the museum uh, um, this time. And they have a, a pretty good. Um, repeat exhibition that that um, matches my uh, visits to Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> so each time I'm in Berlin, they have a new exhibition. <laughs> Only the last exhibition I missed uh, because uh, I stayed away too long, apparently, um, uh, which was on uh, queer photography. Uh, oh, I, I never did that one, but I saw no? that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to see that. Um, but I missed it. Uh, now they had uh, for just a, a couple of weeks now um, William Eggleston. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, he's an American photographer or was an Amer- American photographer, one of the first ones to really work with uh, color photography. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of black and white. Yeah, uh, but his color photography is amazing. So uh, um, yeah, it was beautiful. 
Nice. So it's uh, if you have time, uh, you should go. Uh, I might try to check that out. Yeah. Which that actually kind of can lead to the next conversation of photography now. So you're not only a musician, but you're Seems a like we practiced that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't planned, guys. This is all spontaneous. Um, yeah. So you're also a photographer. Um, so how has Berlin impacted your um how has Berlin impacted your photography? Um I find it very easy to photograph here. I do a lot of street photography. Um, and I always have a camera with me. Um, and I, I always find interesting things here. Um, uh, even though this week I noticed that in the beginning of the week I was making photographs and I was looking at my photographs and I think I was thinking, uh, I've, I've done this before or that's not very unique or new. Um, so I thought I needed to challenge myself and I, uh, went to, um, shooting at night. Ooh, I love night photography. Yeah, and it's it's. I've I've done also a lot of uh, concert photography. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Um, um, and it's it's. Um, I'll shortly uh, um, mention why I, I I said that, and then you can talk all about your concert <laughs> photography. <laughs> um, it it felt the same because. Um, uh, at concert photography, you don't shoot with a flash, so you're always looking for a light source mm-hmm. that can help you light out the subject. And and night photography feels the same. Yes, you know you have to time, you have to uh, uh, you see a, a window uh, that's lit mm-hmm. in a dark street, uh, and you see someone uh, coming towards you. You have to wait until they are right by that window yeah. to have the light on them. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was actually talking to my friend. Rawad, who works here as well. And he was saying one of the cool things he likes about Berlin too, especially when the weather is kind of like this, where it's a little bit rainy and gloomy, is you can work with like the reflections of the yeah. puddles and stuff here too. Yeah, the rainy streets and night photography are the best. So yes. I've been bummed that the last couple of days it's been dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because in the weekend it rained a lot more. Um, uh, and I only did a few fo- uh, photographs in the weekend. Yeah. But that's that's the most um, uh, beautiful time to, uh, to photograph. Yeah, it is. Do you do a lot of film photography or digital photography? I do digital um, because... Um, I've, I've looked into into uh, analog, but it's it's so time consuming mm-hmm. and uh, expensive, and so I go for the, the the easier way. Yeah, it's more more cost efficient. I just bought a new camera, like a Sony A seven three, for Christmas, and I've been like doing it like very momentarily. I haven't actually gone out to shoot, but. A big reason why I bought it was because I want to get into concert photography. Oh, cool. And I want to get into low-light photography and yeah. photography because I feel like Berlin has the perfect scene and setting for that type of photography. Yeah. Um, every picture that you can take in Berlin can tell a story. Yeah. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, I feel like snapping a picture of a tree speak so much volume, especially here. Yeah. Just given its history, given your intentions, given why you're here. Um, and it's just super cool just to have that like opportunity. Um, I've been, I got like a very like cheap, um, like it's it's not a disposable film camera, but it's a very just cheap camera. Mm-hmm. And most of the film I can get here is just black and white film because it's very hard to get um, color film. So I've been playing around with a lot of black and white photography. And... Given the right 
lighting source, the pictures that actually do come out is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, it has this very um, vintage, historic vibe to it. And it's really cool. Yeah, I just, I love that Berlin has this histor- history to it. And when you take these pictures, it's, I, I don't know, I, I just like being able to capture this history and this present moment. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, Berlin is a, is a city that I think does it really, really well. Yeah, and I think that's that's another aspect of Berlin that I really like uh, that you hit upon there is that um, it's not just the history, but it's also the greediness. Yes. Also and the roughness. Mission, and yes, uh, it's uh, like very grungy here. Yeah, and it's everywhere. Yes. Um, and that's what I like also about Berlin because if you go to London or Paris or other cities like that, it's like very uh, compartmentalized. Yes. You have like the, the poorer neighborhoods and uh, that uh, look really poor and, and the better neighborhoods that look immediately very fancy and mm-hmm. clean. And um, in Berlin, everything is just grungy. You know, yes. uh, you can live in a, in a million dollar apartment and it, it has graffiti on it. Yes. Um, as it should. As it uh, should, exactly. Yeah. So that uh, it's, that makes it easy to shoot like great photographs. Also. It does. And I think there's some relatability to that as well. Yeah. Um, because I I always go back to this. Some person told me that, that um, the mayor at a time was interviewed and they're like, how would you describe Berlin? And they said, poor but sexy. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to this because I, I love that because for me, especially when you're shooting in this like grungy, gritty type of atmosphere, the bar of entry to Berlin is very low. You don't feel like you have to have a certain set of income, have a certain set of status to be here. Like I'm very hesitant to ever move to Paris or London because those are already cities where already you kind of know it. You have to have this certain, one, you have to have a certain type of income, certain type of look or whatnot. And like, as you mentioned, Berlin has this grunginess to it where for me, I feel very comfortable going anywhere in Berlin. And I feel like I can be a part of the city. Yeah, I think that's because um, there's no feeling of status here. Yes, and it's, exactly. In, in other cities, it's it's so much more. You have to look the part. You have to look fancy, dress fancy. Mm-hmm. Your apartment has to look fancy. Uh, and has to be clean and, and spotless and, and yes. all that stuff. It, it, I don't have a feeling here at all. Yeah, and it's really much, I get a lot more comfortable with that type of thing here, I guess, because you don't have to really overthink anything here. Um, it goes back to just feeling like free, feeling like you can really express yourself. Yeah. Um, so, Manuel mentioned to me that you've created a photo book. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that and what does it include? Um, I should have given it to you because I, I have it for you in my bag. Yeah, you can pick it yeah. up. Yeah, okay. Like I said, this is a very spontaneous. Manuel has to edit this. Hi, Manuel. Because <laughs> I'm actually going to be inspired to make my own photo book. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, this is nice. Okay, so I'm looking at your photo book right yeah. now. Yes. Yeah, photo book might be a big word for it, but um, um, it's, um, it's a booklet that came with my last album. So you also have the album because I don't know if you can play cassettes at home, but you have. A, oh, this is so cool! Okay, guys, I'll just let you guys know he has a cassette of his last album, which is so cool, and then along with a photo book that complements it. This is my vibe so much right now. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> yeah. So the um, um, 
the cassette has 22 tracks uh, on there that I made um, uh, the last time I was in, uh, no, not the last time, but the time before. Last year, in, I was here in, uh, in December. Um, and I was really, at that time, thinking about, you know, being somewhere, having memories. And uh, because I'm coming back to the city more often, I'm, I'm uh, revisiting places and, and uh, remembering things. Oh, yeah, I was uh, uh, back here when that and that happened. Or um, um, So the, those little fleeting memories and, and moments that you... Um, come to realize. Um, so there was something that was, that stuck in my mind. So I made like 22 very short, uh, tracks, uh, to coincide with the, the feeling of, of like short memories. Um, and I also, the, the photographs I made at that time, um, uh, into that photo book and gave them like a, a, a photocopied look to, to, um, express the the fleeting moments and and the fact that memories fade and and uh, are not um, really high resolution but but become more and more low res uh, as time goes along. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love these pictures, and it goes back to like anything in Berlin is like photo. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be it's a hard photograph. to make a bad photo here. It really yeah. is, and like I, I go back to like each photo tells a story. Yeah. Yes. Um, how did you choose the particular photos that um, went into your photo book? Um, well, I shoot very differently from from like um, uh, longer uh, back uh, because I used to um, have a really big camera with all the interchangeable lenses, and then yeah, you take more time to take a photo I've, I've been shooting for the last couple of years with a compact camera mm-hmm. uh, so it's a lot more snapshots um, uh, and, and a lot less time to think about composition but just something that catches your eye and you shoot and and I've also learned to and it's um, I also love Japanese culture and, and philosophies and I love the, the thing about wabi-sabi mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, the acceptance of imperfection um, wabi sabi yeah I'm writing that down and it's it's um, yeah like I said the acceptance of, of that things don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. so um, uh, before I would um, really crop the shots that I took and, and maybe straighten them out and, and make sure that the lampposts are straight and, and all yeah. that I'm, I've let that go completely. <laughs> it's just now the photo, the moment, uh, and that's it. So I don't, I don't crop anymore. I don't, I don't correct the, the maybe the um, like the horizon, yeah, to make it straight. It's just and take, there's beauty in that it too. Yeah, there's beauty absolutely. in imperfections. I mean, that's life. Hum- yeah. Humanity is imperfect. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as per perfect. You know, given yeah, and I, I think it matches very well with with Berlin in in that. Fact. It does. It definitely does. Once again, another reason why I love the city. I don't feel like I have to be something. I feel like I'm able to kind of just, you know, like express myself, make mistakes, but also. Embrace those mistakes. Embrace those imperfections. Um, I think perfectionism is something that I struggle with, which is a big reason why I never finish anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's also the the expectations. Yes, yeah. yeah. There, there's always this high expectations for everything that, that you do. And Berlin, I'm still, I still have these high expectations for myself, but Berlin is definitely, I think, allowing me to relax on that. I mean, looking at this is very inspiring. 
because I'm just seeing you do something that I've actually wanted to do for a long time, but I've been very hesitant to do it because I make all these thousands of excuses. I have to like plan it particularly. Just go do some, it. Yeah. Just go do it. Just go fucking do it. A friend of mine uh, said years ago to me, um, an idea is nothing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it has always stuck in the back of my head. Um, and ideas, uh, so thanks, Jaron, for that. <laughs> uh, and as, as, maybe twenty years ago, um, because coming from the philosophy of you can have an idea, but if you don't follow up on it, it's 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 gone. It's it's uh, uh, it's up in the air. Just just go and do it and uh, and make it happen. And it's it's not that difficult. You can you can always find excuses, but it's it's just you know take your camera, go outside. That is so true. Do you have like a favorite lyric of yours that you put in this book? Um, well, the lyrics, that's that's another um, uh, story and another, maybe another layer within that um, photo book. Um, I was at the time also interested in, in artificial intelligence and there were like, uh, AI word processors and and now with ChatGPT. I literally have ChatGPT open. My yeah. questions came from that. <laughs> Seriously. I, yeah, I, I wanted to test it out today so okay. I used it to get some questions. Yeah. Um, it's amazing technology but what I don't like about it now is is what we talked about about perfection. It's it's too perfect now. Yeah. Um, the version that I've used for the photo book and for the lyrics in the photo book um, uh, it was like really ramshackle, uh, don't know what you're going to get if you put something into it. It, yeah. it could give you a, like a whole different text. And and uh, um, so um, what I did is that I, um, I'm also a fan of Nick Cave and Nick Cave has lived in, in Berlin mm -hmm. uh, and has um, uh, made, I think, two albums while living here. Mm -hmm. So I looked at the lyrics he wrote for those two albums that he made in Berlin and I, I took little snippets of it, maybe um, like three or four words, a sentence, and I put into the uh, AI chat, yeah, and just um, see what it got me. Um, and sometimes it was like totally useless, and and you can hit the um, regenerate button, yes. and it and would totally different text. Yes. And then uh, there's always gonna be like at least one good thing out of all those. Yeah, and and it, it it became a bit like sampling, which is also a part of my music that I that I use samples that I I made myself or that I find um, is that I was sampling words. Mm -hmm. I was taking um, uh, um, like a couple of sentences, maybe a couple of words from the um, what the, the AI gave me, and made a new text with it. Yeah, ah, this is amazing. I I love every single bit of that. Um, if you could describe your music in like a few words, how would you describe it? Um, well, people that come to my live shows. Always say it's very uh, cinematic. Okay, uh, it's very soundtracky. And they also that. always say, "Oh, you should make a soundtrack." Okay, yeah, I want to make a soundtrack, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not into that uh, in in that world. You know, it's uh, it's a tough place to get into. And I'm not I'm, I'm a pretty introverted guy and a pretty shy uh, guy, so I'm not a big networker <laughs> or uh, uh, anything like that. Um, so very cinematic. Um, experimental in the sense that I I can use anything to make sounds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, sometimes I, uh, I I work with samples or, or an element in a, in a track can be a sample, but I also use field recordings that I make. Um, but I also have like a contact microphone that I put on uh, wind up toys mm-hmm. and just uh, make textures with that. Ooh, or nice. I have an electric guitar and I, I I don't play a single note of on an electric uh, guitar, but I use it to to make sounds and soundscapes and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, nice. Have you um, found like a community here in Berlin that like you go to just to get support for your music or for your art or whatnot, mm, or you're completely no. solo? I'm <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm I'm pretty introverted. Um, I tried last time I was here. Um, I went to a, a, a concert uh, through a website. Um, what's it called? Um, I think. Echtheitsmusik, mm-hmm. and they are a platform that um, uh, they, I don't think they organize the concerts, but they just put them together mm-hmm. in, in, in a newsletter or on a website. And uh, it's all about uh, like really experimental, improvised uh, music. Um, and I went up to uh, uh, one of the guys that played uh, and had a talk with him, and it was really nice, but I, I find it very difficult um, to really get rooted into groups or into the Berlin scene Mm -hmm. when I'm just here maybe two, three, four times a year. Gotcha. Um, I think that's that's much more different for you living here. It's much easier to, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're you're more, I think I've heard you talk about it in an episode once that you're much more extroverted. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a very outgoing person. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot from a lot of people that Berlin... While we say all these great things about Berlin, Berlin can be sometimes hard to get into certain groups or certain, you know, um, atmospheres just because I want to say Berlin is quite clicky, but, you know, once people find their 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 home, mm-hmm. it kind of becomes just like closed space or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it's very kind of difficult, I think, sometimes to break into those other things. Yeah. Um, there's still a whole bunch of communities that I would like to get into that I still have even... Um, try to one being more of the music art um, scene. I'm not. I haven't gone too much into the music art scene, but that's definitely something that I really want to do here. Um, there's all like, there's, there's people here to you know who do that. It's just hard. I think also just to be consistent with it as well, especially as you say, if you're coming here infrequently, um, to build those connections, build those relationships. Sometimes takes time and takes this constant communication. Um, yeah. But hey, you have two friends whenever you come back here. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. That's nice. That's very nice to know. Make Thank it. you. Um, so do you have any tips for people who either want to move to Berlin for music, photography, or arts, or who kind of want to do what you're doing of just coming here for that creative space? Like, do you have any tips or advice for how they can best use their time here in Berlin? Mm, well, from just my point of view is is... Maybe um, uh, what I said to you: just go and do it. You know, don't don't let expectations or, or uh, your own uh, threshold uh, uh, hold you back. Just um, step for uh, step by step, go and do it. And um, um, what I enjoy most is is just I always uh, book an apartment uh, through Airbnb uh, because it it gives me the feeling even more of of just being here mm-hmm. instead of uh, visiting and being a tourist, just just living here um, and just soaking up. It, it's not very hard to be inspired in Berlin. 
It's really easy. You just have to step out. Maybe even uh, in your apartment, you can be as inspired. But even more, if you go outside and just walk around, and yeah, it's uh, it's lovely. Yes, it is. Berlin is a great place. I like I said, I've, I've had my ups and downs to Berlin, but I am still here. Yeah, and I really don't want to live anywhere else. I think Berlin has a lot more to offer, and even the negative experiences that you experience here in Berlin, I think contribute to your whole entire life here. Um, yeah. It, it's how how have you changed in, in the past year? Um, a great question. Um, Without ChatGPT. Oh, <laughs> I, how have I changed? I think when I first came here, I mean, obviously there was a lot, a lot, a lot of optimism there, a little bit of naivety coming into it. Um, and more fear, I would even say. I think a lot of that optimism was just to counter my fear. But I feel like now I've kind of reached a point of groundedness um, in the sense that not as many things shake me up as they used to. I think I was very triggered by the smallest things, even the smallest inconveniences. Obviously, coming from America, things are completely different here. Um, and I was like, I I felt that I was doing something wrong. And I felt that I was either making mistakes or that the city was just against me. And I think I kind of have changed that narrative now to where I don't think the city's against me. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong, but I'm just accepting that some things are just a part of life. and But do you have examples of, uh, of... Yeah, I mean, like, when I first got here, I had encounters with racism. I had encounters with, like, trying to find a place to live. Um, my housing situation was kind of hectic. I mean, I still have some bills I have to pay from Berlin. I've gotten two train tickets, two train fees already. Since oh, okay. And there's just been so many obstacles, and it just amounted to a lot of stress. Like, I thought... Like, because when one of my first episodes, I said, "Oh yeah, I got this done. I got that done. I got that done. I got that done," all to see it all kind of crumble in my eyes. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm fucking up." But the more I live here, the more when I realize is that everyone kind of goes through these struggles. I'm not necessarily alone, and I'm kind of, I'm still in the process, but I'm learning to kind of embrace these hiccups and embrace these, the roughness of Berlin. I mean, yeah. we just talked about how beautiful the roughness is in Berlin. And I think it's easier to say that than it is to experience it. Are you referring to the people working at the Reve? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That too, like the customer service here trips me up. And like, I still get nervous every time I like talk to somebody because I feel like they're going to yell at me. Yeah, but it's, it, today I was at the Reve and I, I was thinking about, I think you mentioned it uh, in a podcast uh, episode somewhere. And, and it's so... Um, um, stands out so much that that the people they're they're lovely people and they have a job and they they do their job and but it's it's like they learn to be um, professionally cranky yes <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that um, especially for you as an American um, where uh, what I know of America I've never been but what I've what I know of America is that it's very overly very surface driven and very yeah very like when I went back like a month and a half ago. Like I was the um, the people at the front were apologizing to me. Oh, like sorry if it took so long. I'm like, it's okay, <laughs> that's fine. They were like, when I left, they said bye. I'm like, 
bye. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not used to this type <laughs> of like kindness. Um, but I think the b- biggest thing, I guess, with my change here is I'm not taking everything personal. Oh, yeah. I was taking everything so personal, yeah. so personal. So like, oh my gosh, they're cranky to me. I'm doing something wrong. But as we just mentioned, it's kind of like that's just how they are, how people are here, how things are here. Um, And that's such a relief. Like, I feel like I've matured in that way. Um, And yeah, but the only way I I get to that point is by experiencing these tough things. You know, I am a very privileged person person. I'll just admit that. Like I grew up as an only child. My family was pretty well off. I I had struggles, but for the most part, everything was pretty much yeah, given to me. Yeah, comfortable. Um, I had to work for things, but it, comfortable is a great word. In Berlin, I am it was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. It was great in so many ways, but I felt so weird. Um, and I f- took all of that personal. I'm like, I'm now I'm like, okay. It's fine. Things aren't personal. That's just how it is. But then coming from that world, it's, it's I find it very brave of you to just, you know, go to a city uh, that you don't know, where you've never lived, um, uh, that you maybe visited before. Yeah, once. You know, yeah. Once. Um, and just, okay, I'm going to live here. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is uh, courageous in a way. I also just always found it very just adventurous and entertaining. And always, I always said to myself, why not? Yeah. You know, I'm like... We only get so many days on this planet and I get bored very quickly. And I'm always like, as much as I complain about challenges, I always love challenges. Like, like I love experiencing something new. Um, my friend, she says that there's like one word to describe me. It was like an explorer. And I love exploring, you know, um, and Berlin has just so much to explore yeah. and stuff. So um, take that camera with you when you go exploring. Yeah, I know. I need to pick it up more. That's why I got me a new phone too, because these new iPhones are really great at photography as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I I think while Berlin can be very challenging, it makes for a great story. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's good for the plot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Berlin is Berlin is cool enough. It's not just a small town USA. Uh, no, yeah. no. And you meet a lot of cool different people here too. I think that's one of the cool things. It's like my perspective. Another way I think that I have changed is my perspective of just everything. I mean, wearing a skirt, for example, mm-hmm. um, like I'm now shopping more in the women's section of things. You know, I am experimenting more with just different styles of myself um, and allowing myself to just do that. Even though it feels uncomfortable, I'm like, why not? Yeah. Why not do that? You know, you're in a place where no one really cares. So it's allowed me to really just shift of like, oh, people live this way normally. Why not? Why can't I adopt that perspective as well? Yeah, and and it's something I, I get from Berlin, but it's also something I get from my um, uh, my youngest, who is eleven, almost twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Bo. Yeah, hi um, <laughs> <I> Bo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Bo has had a period of of um, she was born a girl. Uh, maybe I feel more like a boy. Um, and she's very, she's educating me on 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 all things gender, and and I'm yeah. already pretty progressive in that field. And um, she she a couple of weeks ago she came uh, down from her bedroom and said, "Dad, Dad I I know what I am." And uh, she was looking on on Google, and she uh, said, "I'm like I'm gender fluid." 
Oh, and, love and that. Yeah, and it's and now she's uh, every she's very comfortable comfortable with the she her pronouns. Yeah. Um. So I, I use them also, uh, but every morning uh, she just you know um, takes her inner thermometer and, and feels. Uh, oh, do I feel more like a boy today? Do I feel more like a girl today? Do I feel somewhere in between? Yeah. And and um, uh, chooses her outfit based on that feeling. That's beautiful. And, and so so pure and so uh, I hope that she can maintain that That purity. yeah that's also a thing I, I think about with the I mean I'm young but even the younger people like they like like yeah at 12 or 14 they're already ex- like discovering themselves and feeling free enough to be able to yeah. discover themselves maybe my wish would be that it would be even go even further where it would be completely um, labelless. Yes, just oh, it doesn't matter, goal. you know. Yes, um, and it's it's now because we still live in a and and through her, I'm I'm also confronted with with uh, things you maybe don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, should I go to the men's bathroom or the women's bathroom? Yeah. Um, why is uh, uh, a clothing shop for kids divided in boys' clothes and girls', girls clothes? clothes? Yes. Why not uh, sportive clothes, more fancy clothes? Exactly. Uh, um, yeah. Or, or colors or whatever. Yes. It's definitely, it makes you take a double take of your own life and the things that you thought were so normal or whatnot, you start questioning everything. Yeah. Which I think is great. You know, I'm, I'm, I question everything. I'm, I always love to ask why. Yeah. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Yeah. Um, and um, it's cool. I think that a lot of these generations now are being able to question it too, because it also helps us do the same exact thing too, um, which just makes, I don't know, everything honestly easier, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, what, and bringing it back to Berlin, I, I just... Um, you know, seeing all those different types of people here and, and uh, just being themselves and, and being left alone to be yeah. themselves, that's that's such a good feeling. Yes, and they do it so well, too. I'm yeah. like, like, sometimes I'm like, wow, I got to do that, too. And I, I, I always say Berlin rewards you the more yourself you are. Um, and I completely try to live that way too of like as long as I am fully myself whether I know myself or not as long as I am confident in that I'll be okay yeah yeah